So hi everyone, my name is Melissa Zalouf and I am VP Marketing at IronSource. How do you turn the device into a place where you can on an ongoing basis provide value to the end customer? I'm Catherine Speglia and this is Well Technically, the tech podcast where women do the explaining. Hi, Melissa. Thank you so much for being here. Hi. Can I just say I love the tagline? <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, you know, it's a play on, uh, well, well, actually, I don't know. This is first time I've ever said that on my podcast, so maybe this will be like news. Oh, no, I like it. I like my it. Listeners, but yeah, it's this whole thing is a play on mansplaining. Those of you who mm-hmm. haven't seen that yet. <laughs> so, <laughs> Let I, us womansplain that to you. <laughs> Uh, You'll be explaining some stuff about the app economy. But Mm -hmm. before we do that, of course, I have to ask you, what's an example of a time in which being a woman has empowered you? So, you and I, full disclosure, listeners, we did discuss this a little bit before because I shared that I, you know, in a way, I found this a difficult question when I was kind of thinking about my answer because I don't know that I can really think of a time where being a woman has specifically empowered me. Um, I've done many womanly things while being in a powerful position, right? If that makes sense, that's a slightly strange sentence. But, you know, most recently we sort of went through our IPO while I was nine months pregnant. I was sort of masterminding our analyst day while having contractions. Um, And that was kind of, you know, we we filmed our our, our IPO video and I was in it very, very pregnant. Um, and they sort of sat me down in a scene and then they looked at the shot. They were like, no, no, that's not going to work. So I had to stand. Um, and it's sort of, in, in a sense, that felt very empowering in, in the sense that, you know, it, there was a small voice in my head that said, well, look how cool this is. You know, you're doing this while heavily pregnant. But even saying that kind of annoys me, right? Because why shouldn't I be doing that? What, well, what happens when you're heavily pregnant? Do you suddenly become incapacitated? I mean, in some cases, yes, but not in my case. Um, and so in a way, I, I sort of almost wish, you know, we wouldn't even have to ask the question because you wouldn't ask a man. And eventually, I think that's where we all want to be, because um, it is still rare to see women in, in leadership positions. I also think that I, I like being where I am and I'm very happy, you know, I, yay, yay for me. But let's not let's not forget, I'm not VP R&D, right? I'm not VP data science. I'm not. And it's and it's less rare to see women in in leadership positions in in HR or marketing uh, or sort of like more typical fields. So I think we still have quite a long way to go. If I I am now an empowered woman or a woman in a a position of relative power, I think really what I'd like to do is try and help empower more women. That's a very long answer to a question I said I didn't have an answer to, but there you go. Well, it's also funny because you said you were struggling with answering this question, but you happened to pick an example that is nearly identical to the reason I came up with this question in the first place or what inspired this question. Um, My sister, who I actually interviewed for this podcast, she gave her PhD dissertation eight and a half months pregnant. Mm. And when I came up with this question, it was that moment that I was thinking about. You said you didn't (laughs) know how to to answer this and you end up picking a nearly identical example to its inspiration. Mm -hmm. So- it kind of worked out perfectly. <laughs> yeah, good. <laughs> yeah. 
So thank you so much for sharing and for tackling that very challenging question. To move on to easier questions now, believe it or not. <laughs> uh, let's uh, first start with, can you talk to me about the concept of incremental growth as it relates to app marketing in particular and why this metric is so important? Sure. So I think first we we maybe need to discuss also because, you know, um, this, uh, I, I think we I want to put kind of app marketing um, or apps in the context of, of also sort of like, you know, telcos, carriers, some I, to a certain degree, I think some of that's you would assume it's intuitive, but I think actually there are interesting angles on, on it that, that aren't explored enough. So first, I think we need to discuss like why are app marketers even relevant to a conversation on this podcast? Um, and to do that, we kind of have to look at this thing that we call the app economy, um, which is like putting two words together. You know, you understand the word app and you understand the word economy and you assume that you understand what the two of those pieces are when you put them together. But it's actually not. It sort of describes something that I think people don't often think about in their daily lives. It's nothing new to say we will spend, you know, a lot of time on our phones. And actually, the bulk of that time is spent in app. You know, we, we use apps to communicate, to get stuff done, to entertain ourselves, to inform ourselves. But what people don't often think about is that every single one of those apps is also someone's business, right? The app economy is this thing, this, this world that, that's made up of many, many app businesses and the kind of technology and mechanics that drive uh, drive those businesses forward and impact them and what are the sort of like market dynamics there. And so growing an app business can be, a, I mean, not growing any business, right, can be a very complex operation in a very, very competitive ecosystem because there are already millions of apps available in both stores um, and more are being released every day. And so on the one hand, there's this sort of like huge opportunity to build a business on in this medium where consumers are spending the bulk of their time. But on the other hand, the, the opportunity means it's also very competitive. So a very big part of driving that growth, the growth of an app business is through performance marketing in an efficient way. You can't really afford to rely on organic growth. I mean, if we think back to sort of like the start or the early years of the app store, it was an acceptable sort of marketing strategy to say, I'm going to work to get featured on the app store, because if you got featured, you would get a huge amount of downloads. And that's what you sort of tracked towards. And now the ecosystem is so competitive and so crowded that it's just not, you can't really rely on organic growth anymore. And so back to incremental growth. So incremental growth is kind of the, is, is officially <laughs> growth in unique users, sort of new users that a paid media channel or marketing activity brings to an app. So they're users who wouldn't have otherwise reached an app from another media source or wouldn't have converted organically. And understanding whether kind of like a marketing activity is bringing you incremental growth is basically the holy grail of paid marketing. Um, and every app marketer needs to be on top of it. Of course, it's not that simple um, because you, you, you can't, it's very difficult to know with certainty, um, did someone install your app because of said ad versus the fact that they saw an ad, then saw another ad, then saw another ad in a different place, and then or get independently a week later decided to install your app. Um, there's no sort of perfect answer. There are a lot of different uh, ways of doing it. If good performance marketing is the holy grail of app business growth, then incremental incrementality or incremental growth is the holy grail of that. 
And how is this kind of all related to, or why are we even talking about this in the, con in the context of kind of like the wireless industry? Because what we also found at IronSource is that when app marketers can connect more sort of um, dynamically with telecom operators or carriers, either directly or through a, th a third party, they for to, to promote their app, they can actually see in incremental growth that they wouldn't see from other channels. Thank you, first of all, for doing what probably should have been my job, which is making sure <laughs> your topic is relevant to the majority of my listeners. Although we talk about all sorts of technology here, but uh, thank you for kind of connecting the dots there more uh, clearly. I think that's important to do. That seems to be a little bit the challenge of growth and measuring growth, but I'm sure there are other challenges. So what are some of those other challenges facing operators and OEMs, particularly as they try to re retain customer engagement around uh, new applications? Mm -hmm. So I, I think actually what's fun here is that the, the challenges that an app developer has or an app marketer has and the challenges that a, you know, a telecom operator or an OEM has kind of match up quite nicely. Um, and they each can sort of be the solution to the other's problem. Um, but I think if we're if we're looking at sort of um, operators or OEMs that they're, as they're looking at sort of how do we uh, beyond sort of like the point of sale or beyond a monthly bill, right, that a, that a, a customer is getting, how do we upsell new services and applications? How do we drive more brand loyalty and really like, you know, retain a customer, reduce churn, increase NPS, all of those fun things. So historically, uh, I think a lot of these companies relied on kind of in-store staff to evangelize and promote apps and services and additional storage or device protection or trade-in or whatever it might be. Mm -hmm. um, but as foot traffic declines and the pandemic is obviously no, no help here, um, but also I think as consumers begin to expect experiences that seamlessly cross between digital and physical and back again, um, carriers need new tools to sort of achieve the same effectiveness as in-store kind of like sales folks would have done. Um, and then the challenge becomes is how do you move those sort of traditionally offline services online um, and, then, and then use like an online or on-device medium to increase uptake. Um, another challenge I think is also how do you keep users or how do you get users excited around tech developments like 5G um, or new hardware? How you use your device doesn't sort of exist outside of how you use apps. And so app developers can actually, um, I think, help telecom operators to sort of exemplify or illustrate some of the benefits in like improvements in hardware or connectivity. Without being able to leverage those examples, it's very hard to sell kind of a new, a new piece of hardware. And so I think those are some of the challenges. Um, and the way that, that we at least try and, and help help them solve that is by turning the device into kind of a dynamic engagement channel. So that it's not now this static thing um, that you buy or you pay a monthly kind of subscription plan for. It's now a sort of, it's like a, it's a place where a conversation happens with your, with your carrier, with your OEM, where they're able to sort of provide value to you through either recommending apps, um, the setup experience, so you turn your phone on for the first time, and you're sort of taken through an onboarding process that will say, well, 
what are the travel apps you want? And what are the, what are the streaming apps you want? And what are the social media apps you want? And here they are and just click yes and, and it'll auto install and you won't have to sort of go and remember later what are the things that you would wanna set up on a new device. Or it could be that you're landing in a new country and you get sort of like an offer for a, something off your roaming package. So it's, it's kind of, how do you turn the device into a place where you can on an ongoing basis provide value to the end customer? So, so in that sense, um, our solution, Iron Sorcerer, is, is also kind of enabling digital transformation. But having, or is it, it's a, it's a software that sort of is, is integrated directly onto the device. And, and once it's on there, you can really do a, a lot with it, right? As a, as a carrier or an OEM, you can really sort of customize the device experience and make it relevant um, and valuable for users. And having the power to do that also means um, you're able to sort of promote the services that normally you would do in store um, on device at moments when you know that those offers are gonna be sort of most welcome, whether that's warranties and insurance or additional services or diagnostics and trade-in. But it, it also means that we're able to help to, to bridge back to the app economy. We're able to help telcos more actively participate in and benefit from the app economy. Great. I mean, yeah, that definitely speaks to the to the monetization question that I know a lot of operators are struggling with right now, particularly when it comes to 5G. Uh, like you mentioned, it enables a lot of great things, but how do the, the carriers make sure they are benefiting from those things that all this infrastructure they're putting into place enables. So that that's really interesting. And my last question is, you know, kind of related here. Um, you, mm -hmm. I think you've done a good job of explaining why the app economy matters to operators and to to those interested in, um, you know, how how they're approaching kind of their operations and changing business models and all that. Um, but yeah, so how has this relationship? between app developers and operators kind of change over the past few years and, and how have emerging technologies played a part in that relationship changing? Mm -hmm. um, so it's actually a great question because it's not, I mean, no carrier was waiting for me to tell them that they need to participate in the app economy, um, but it used to be much more sort of static. So you'd have um, like partnership, direct partnerships between App companies and and carriers or OEMs, um, which would they, you know, with very long sales cycle, which they would sort of, you know, far in advance already at the factory level, sort of hard code an app, preload an app onto a device, um, which would be first of all, it, it's time consuming, it's impractical, impractical and unlikely sort of inaccessible to let's say a new app that's very sort of up and coming wants to be able to to distribute on device. Um, but may not yet have a direct sales team or someone who's going to be able to go and interface with someone at AT&T or Verizon or, or T-Mobile or whatever it might be. Um, so from a business standpoint, it's, it's tricky. It was tricky to make happen. From a performance standpoint, it wasn't great for the apps either because how could you know if your app was going to get in front of anyone, get, get in front of a lot of people who are relevant, right? Maybe if you're Facebook, it makes sense. Or, or I guess not, I'm revealing my age now. <laughs> Maybe if you're a very, very popular social media app that you assume everyone wants to use, then targeting perhaps is less, is less important, right? But in theory, you want to be able, if we, if we go back to incremental growth, you want to be able to optimize 
against a channel that's bringing you high quality users. You want to be able to measure that channel. And here in, with this sort of the historical model that didn't work. Um, and then worst of all, right, it's, it's not a great experience for the end user because nobody wants to get a phone that's preloaded with a bunch of applications that they didn't want, didn't choose, and now can't delete. So it, it kind of just wasn't an optimizable or optimal experience for, for kind of anyone involved. Um, and today you actually have a few, a few platforms, um, not many of which of ours is one that will, that has turned this sort of um, app developer telco relationship into a tech fueled dynamic one. So that now you're able to, a telco is able to say, okay, to, you know, instead of having to go and close multiple individual partnerships, they can work with a platform that already has those relationships with a bunch of app marketers who want to distribute their apps on device. Um, the telco has supreme control to be able to say, you know, I actually don't want to be promoting this app anymore because there's a terrible, there's a PR crisis and I don't want to be associated with their brand. Turn it off immediately. They can do that. The app marketer can look at results and say, this is working really well for me. I'm going to spend more. And users actually get a dynamic sort of opt-in experience where they can say, yes, I want to download this app. This is great. I never thought I needed to download booking.com, but I remember I do actually. And then, you know, the next time they're going to book travel, they'll, they'll open that up and, and use it. Um, and so it's just a lot more technology has, has enabled a much more sort of um, positive beneficial experience for everyone sort of involved um, in this exchange. Um, and, and I think also what, 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 it's, what it's done, if you think about it, the ultimate customer of both the app marketer or the app developer and the telco or the OEM is the device owner, right? It's the user. And tech has not only sort of smoothed out that process, but it's, it's put kind of engagement and value at the forefront. Um, it's, it means that you're, you can more easily create experiences that you know are going to be relevant and valuable for everyone involved. That's really great. This whole conversation has been interesting because I, I think what you said kind of at the top of the episode about how we, <laughs> we use apps constantly, we don't really think think too deeply about what that means or the business behind them. That's very interesting. So thank you so much for, for being on the show. Thank you for having me. It was fun. <laughs> Well Technically is an Arden Media production. For advertising inquiries, contact Danny Miller at dmiller at ardenmedia.com.